Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Ozier, the Paladin. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Grieg, the Ranger. Hi, I'm JD. I'm playing Nulsk, the Slayer. Hi, I'm Nathan, and I'm the DM for this session, and this is ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. And feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChimeraCast. So you guys, to start off, you come ashore of Arahollin's Island. The island is hot and marshy here. Large, sturdy trees block much of the larger view of the island. Somewhere you hear what must be thunder. The smell of wood smoke drifts on the unpredictable wind. As you walk inland, hundreds of thousands of shard and whole stoneware clutter the ground. First a few, and then ahead they practically brick it. Pots hang from vines and ropes crisscrossing the pathway. Every few seconds, the wind blows stronger than you would think, seemingly pushing you forward. Beginning with you, Ozier, each of you, name something in the area that reminds you of home. The temple that Ozier was raised in had a lot of funerary urns, and because especially rich people think that burying their remains in... A temple specifically to death. They like buy themselves or earn themselves a better place in whatever's past the Black Gates. So I think some of the the funerary urns that were all over the place look similar to these or are of like an art style descended from these. I'll give you even something more specific. I think you see an urn that looks like a funerary urn from your land. Oh, okay. I will get. We'll flip it the other way around. You see a specific one. Is that is that is that cool with you? Yeah, cool. Yeah, Grieg, what here reminds you of home? You said there. These are kind of like marshy lands. Yes. I want to go a different uh, perceptive device. I hear the buzzing of like small insects in the air. They're they're kind of they're kind of haven't heard since I was actually home, and since I've been in this hell in the north, I've never actually. Like, heard a real concentration of the damn fucking vile things. Nulk, name something here that reminds you of home. Yeah. What a giant creature over there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is a, a sort of magical stench. Whatever eldritch protective magics keep this place safe. You know, it is an ancient, powerful form of magic that has this lingering, uh, you know, it's almost like the smell of ozone, right? This magical effect on the area. And whether that's because this Cyclopean king also sacrificed many slaves and servants to ensure, or actually probably slayed many of them to ensure that they would be there to serve him in the afterlife. And it reminds me of like the the magical auras that surround some of the most powerful kingdoms and, and castles in Pythia. That's fantastic. So the three of you make your way forward along these stoneware-covered paths. The sound of insects buzzing and the strange taste of whatever magical ozone is hanging in the air. What do you do? Captain! Yes, Nulsk. 
I should run ahead. Look for danger. You can probably tell that like my tongues are like salivating a little bit. Great. From my experience, you don't exactly look. More, you just find it. And kill it. I like s- swing my my arm with its with its tri-pick axe. I shoot a glance over to Ozier that says, there's no way I'm saying no. Just don't get too far ahead of us. I And then I scuttle off. Are you just running straight down the path? Like, I, I say path pretty liberally here. There's just a bunch of pots on the ground. But are you just scuttling along yeah. with the wind? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow it. Follow that scent. How carefully are you moving? Not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> defy danger plus dex. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hot thirteen. No shit. No uh, shit. That's cool. You you move along and you're unaccosted practically the whole way, moving along these pots and not making a whole lot of noise. And there's a, a small mud and straw hut that you see ahead, which is where the smoke seems to be coming from. And also where this, this magical smell is heading toward. Yeah, taste smell, they're the same for Nulsk. Yeah. Uh, hmm, interesting. You're a fair way away from this. You hear the light jingle of pots blowing around in the wind from all these vines they're hanging from. Can I, can I tell anything about this hut? Like what is it? What is it made out of? Mud and straw. It's surprisingly simple. I think you were expecting something a lot more lavish. It's not very big. In fact, it's it's smaller than you would think it would be as well. You can discern realities if you want to ask me some questions about it explicitly. Uh, I will allow that. Or if you're just given a given a brief a brief look. No. Yeah. I mean, there's not there's not an immediate threat, right? So I think Nolsk is just gonna report back. So I'm gonna head back to them. I don't know if you guys want to do stuff while I was gone. He's been gone a whole minute and I haven't heard a single scream. <clears throat> That's pretty good for Nolsk then, huh? Pretty uncanny. Maybe we've got nothing in front of us except more... He points at these ceramic pots. Except dead old relics. Perhaps, but I doubt it. Dead old relics came from something, no? Yeah. I suppose we're here with a purpose. Do I recognize any of these uh the markings on these pots? Uh give me a discern realities as you as you move up to these things and start looking at them. That looks good from here. Yeah, that's a t- that's a 10. Cool. Yeah, ask me ask me 3. What here is useful or valuable to me? I mean, I ask me ask me other questions. I may answer them in different order. The other one I was thinking of is what here is not what it appears to be almost honestly kind of the same kind question. Of, yeah, but I know. They're kind of tied. If you, ask, if you ask that one first, it the, you'll understand why. Um, yeah. So as you as you, you lean over and pick up one of these pots, they're surprisingly plain looking. Um, the craftsmanship is just okay. The craftsman was obviously hurried. The clay itself is kind of like red-gray, you assume, of the area. And as you pick it up, you realize that it's been shorn in half. You pick it up and look at the bottom of it, and all you can see from the other side is the sky. So you look in the pot and you see the sky. Mm. Even when I'm looking down? Yes. Ozia, get over here. What is it? You've seen what I'm seeing. So it looks like the sky is 
in like the pot looks like it's you're not looking at the bottom of a pot. Is that what I'm understanding? Correct. It also looks like it's half of a pot. It looks like it was literally cut in half. Like the the physical pot itself. Yes. That seems strange. I've seen a lot of weird stuff, but this seems kind of mundane. They just not right. Looking at another one. Are these all funerary urns? No, a lot of them look like they were made here. Okay, so they they just look like uh, vases and they're about a they're about a foot and a half, maybe tall, cylindrical. They bulge at the bottom. There is, of course, the funerary urn which you noticed earlier. If we start looking in more of them, do they all do this? Some of them you see the sky. Some of them you see the tree line. In one of them you see Nolsk running back. Captain! I dropped the urn that I was holding. Yeah, I mean, it just it smashes, smashes all, all over the place. Yeah, sorry, I was going for a comedic effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, Ozir. Where is Captain? He's back along the path, Nolsk. What seems to be the issue? Hut. Hut up ahead. Smoke. Someone there. Let's go get Grieg and we'll we'll go see what the matter is. Hey. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna like scamper ahead on all fours for a couple steps and then start running. Yeah, you you meet up with me. I get the same spiel. We'll start we'll start heading towards that hut. Follow. Grieg, you have two more DR questions to ask. Yeah, who who who's really in control here? As you're walking along over the over the crinkle of ceramics blowing in the wind and the buzzing of insects, you hear what sounds like somebody pounding iron into shape. Ting 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 ting. And they're behind coming from behind the hut. <sighs> sounds like they're at work at least. Approach cautiously. I don't see any reason that we should try and ambush them and scare them. If they're nice people then It'll be fine. Nulsk, maybe you shouldn't be a part of the welcoming party. Nulsk kind of like cocks his head at you and then and then like nods and, and hangs his head and, and goes to the back. Just pull your hood up a little bit. Perhaps I should go knock on the door. The two of you might be better suited to hang back. And Ozir will go up to the hut door and just pound on it. So as you walk up to the hut, so first of all, I didn't, I didn't really paint this very well, but it, along the back half of the hut is this sort of like clay mud wall, as far as you could tell, as though this place had been dug down. Also, before you, you pound on the door, the door of the hut is just bulging out. As it's made of straw, it just looks like it's being held, being pushed out by a bunch of ceramic pots that are shoved inside of it. You can still pound on the door. That is totally fine. I just thought I'd tell you that. You see, you hear very clearly the sound of someone working iron. You hear like a, a soft splatter of mud. You hear a kind of weird electric sizzle every once in a while, which Ozir wouldn't know what that is, but... No, I think Ozir starts to like... not. Ozir is not a sneaky person. Um, his scale armor is literally made, like sewn together uh, the coins of kings who tried to buy off death. Um, that the, the temple took their money and then let them die. Uh, uh sick. So it, it like is very it, it sounds like a coin like a, a bag of coins like as he's walking back there. So whoever is back there probably hears him as he's like coming around the side. You hear no change in the work for the record. 
every once in a while the wind the gust of wind kind of picks up again and it's surprisingly strong over here if you want to walk around the back of the hut you can again you can pound on the door you can do whatever you want nobody's noticed you yet is the point here yeah i think ozir just keeps what like realizing that the the hut is stuffed full of whatever these other pots are he's just gonna walk around to the back oh uh, yeah defy plus danger or defy plus dex rather defy plus defy danger. plus danger I know I got kind of caught in the weeds there, but I just wanted to know exactly where you were at, giving you all the information. That's a 10. That's a 10? Yes, it is. Wow, guys. We I are, know, we're I'm gonna, so dead I'm going to die. Yeah. yeah. Um, you come around the side of this hut, and you're met with this sort of weird, almost Miyazaki-like figure. It looks like a roly-poly, like a really big roly-poly made out of several plates of ceramics. Does that make sense? Like these ceramic uh, rings? Yes. Yeah. No, it took me a minute to get what you meant by a roly-poly, but you mean like the, the house centipedes. Yes. I've never heard it called anything else, but okay. No, that's different than a roly-poly. <laughs> the roly-poly. Like... I know. Oh, okay. I, I know what you're talking about, and I'm calling it the wrong thing, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, it looks like it does look like a centipede, though. That that works, too. It's It's... The reason I say roly-poly is it seems to be kind of sitting as close as it can be to sitting. It appears to be about, you'd guess, 10 to 15 feet tall. It's got three sets of arms. One of them is grabbing mud off the mud wall and handing it down to the second pair of arms who are beating it into shape and shoving it into a kiln, which is where the wood smoke is coming from. I guess it has four sets of arms, forgive me. Then the next set of hands down are grabbing them out of the kiln with a pair of... uh, pliers, I guess, calipers, and tossing them in the air with the last set of hands, which are skillfully cutting the pots in half with this weird transparent sword. It kind of light, it's kind of lightly humming to itself and seems very self-involved. Can I get on the roof of this hut? Because you said it's kind of like sunken down, right? If I was, if I was picturing that right? The whole area is kind of sunken down, but you absolutely, I mean, you'll have to defy danger to see how much noise you make while... Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> then defy danger plus dex to jump up there. Unless unless Ozir wants to do anything real quick, I'll, you still have a little bit of priority before we yeah, that's fine. move on. No, I mean, this is I a assume very that this like, Nulsk getting up on the roof is happening as I'm wandering around. That's fine. Uh, yeah, if you'd be so kind, Nulsk. Wow, that's a 10. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you guys are supposed to fail something by now. <laughs> I didn't really, I don't really have that much, you know, planned. You can kind of, okay. From this perspective, Nulsk, you can see what Ozir can see, but you can also see that along the joints of these uh, ceramic rings are like tufts of fur. Uh, it's sitting on like its back sort of with two humanoid feet sticking out. This is the scene you guys have before you. You have all of the all of the action. You guys see a bunch of code where the unfinished parts of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> This seems like a room where they would have a battle in. <laughs> yep. Uh, Hi. <laughs> oh god, here we go. I love that. So all all four sets of the arms just stop simultaneously. As the as the back straightens up and the topmost the topmost ring kind of just swivels around to reveal this one strange bloodshot eye. Uh, uh, hi. 
and the uh that gust of wind that's been happening every th- every few seconds increases like it happens now but really violently it is going to scream and blow you away uh i i didn't mean to say hi so i'm still in shock at myself so uh, <laughs> I, that's going to yeah. happen i guess greg and ozir you hear this So this is a Miyazaki film. Yeah, that was kind of what it was supposed to be. Uh, as, no, I, uh, enjoy I enjoy it. As uh, Nolsk, as you can try to grab onto the roof or maintain your hold, uh, you can describe to me what you're doing, but you're gonna get blown away. Yeah, that's probably exactly what I would do. I'd probably try to reach down and and grab like into this into this mud. Uh, wonderful. Defy danger plus uh, strength. We'll say just to uh, yeah, just to hold on for a second. You don't need to do it quickly or hold on very long. So okay. go with strength. Cool. There it is. That's a six. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. So you go you go just yeah, arse over tea kettle right off the top of this uh right off the top of this bridge. Bridge. Right off the top of this hut. Uh take a I don't know, a D four. You'll land lightly in the mud. And you're gonna be stuck there for a minute. Slorp. Grieg, you're you're probably still behind on the other side of the hut. Ozir, you see this weird thing stand up to its full height it, it kind of wobbles around a little bit as you hear the sizzling as it swings this sword around somewhat wildly Grieg, what are you doing uh as soon as like the scream happens i'm probably starting to dash around the side of the the building do i see like nulsk like topple off of the the building probably you if you don't hear it you can probably infer what just happened yeah yeah and i think i'm running running around to the aid of ozier Ozir, what do you do? So he's swinging this like weird sword that he was cutting pots in half with. Yep. Uh, Ozir is going to like try to get within its reach, and with his halberd stab up and like stop thrust one of the upper segments of his body so that like the arms aren't long enough. He's preoccupied with Nilsk right away, so I'll give you just a hack and slash. You can you can get the gap, um, and just give me a hack and slash. Okay. That is a nine. That is a nine. Okay, go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, Eleven damage. <laughs> Woof! You are so dying, later. <laughs> and so this thing, this thing, like as it as it pivots, it just stops very suddenly and looks down at you, and you see, you feel like the 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 whole um, you feel that intake of breath across the entire area once again, and Grieg. Unless you do something, Ozir is going to get blown away as well. Blown away. Uh, Greek rounds the corner. I don't think that. I think we've left the scene in which I can use that last uh, yes, question. Um, you said there was one bloodshot eye. Yes. I'm going to try and shoot that eye. <laughs> Volley. 13? <laughs> Roll your damage. Six? My God, tell me how you kill this thing. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so what I like, I'm glad we're setting this up because we look really competent now, right? Like, so this yeah. will be great. So yes. I, Grieg does one of these super sweet things where he like comes, bounds around the side, fumbling for his air, his uh, his bow, has to let, does like a cool slide to one knee, 
stretches it back, finds the eye, and then just lets it loose. That that sucker goes right in through like the corner of the eye and just sticks right through. All the while, bloodthirsty socks has like come up from his little pouch uh, that is around around the backside of my neck and is like baring his teeth, uh, ready to go. Um, and then there's that beautiful like anime moment where you know he was like breathing all this in, and then the less the charged air just like sticks for a second because it it seems like he's gonna blow, and then you get the <laughs> as it falls over. That's exactly what happens. And as he <laughs> as he hits the ground, he he just lets out one like that final gasp, but not with any force. It seems to just leak out of him like a small hole in a balloon. And uh, you did it. You beat you beat my my first cyclope cyclops puzzle. Uh, <laughs> the first one's always the easiest. Yeah, exactly. Well, that didn't take any fucking time at all. Uh, <laughs> but as you guys stand over the fallen body of the first the first child of Arrowhallen, you hear the soft sound of thunder. What must be thunder just over this hill? Stock. I'm stuck. <laughs> Greg is so worried and like gets to his feet and starts running around the corner. What? What's wrong? I'm What's stuck. wrong? I'm stuck. Help. And, Help and me. Greg, Greg slowly like slows down from his running to almost a standstill. And he just looks upon this scene of. <laughs> is, is Nusk like. Yeah, on his back in yeah. the mud, just yeah. like a, a turtle, yeah. like a yeah. <laughs> stock. <laughs> and Grieg lets out a huge sigh of relief, grabs Nulsk by by one of his arms. Thanks, Captain. No problem. And he wipes some of the mud off you. I think you missed the fight on this one. Oh, sorry. It's fine. Let's go see how Ozier is. Ozier, what have you been doing since uh, Grieg ran off? So he was making pots back here? He was making pots. Yes. And then cutting them in half. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to... The plates you said looked like they were ceramic. Are they attached to him or are they... They all, like, I guess that is fair. They all shattered when he hit the ground. They were, like, almost like an armor. That's they, what I was wondering. There's a... A, a humanoid figure inside of this thing. Vaguely humanoid, like it's. How do I describe this? Again, they kind of look like Captain Caveman, and so like it's this, it's this tall, almost centipede-shaped thing because he has eight arms with uh, just this really thick matted fur all up and down its body. He's got two like weirdly knobbly feet, and his hands are like the fingers are strangely long. What is it? I believe it's a uh, something out of legend. Nolsk, have you ever seen anything like it? Do things like this exist where you came from? Yes, we have things that looked like this, and I like kick the one of the ceramic pieces, but not like that. And I kick the humanoid figure. I need to return Arahalan to himself, right? He released Arahalan's breath. Oh, okay. He'll we gotta kill him. Yes, kill you him, have to kill, kill him, him dead. You have to kill them, and Arahalan will put himself back together. Oh, great! He's he's a self-constructing Lego boy. 
Yeah, uh, great. I'll give you, I'll give you that one for free. Uh, <clears throat> thank you. Nolsk. I. I just kind of yelled at you. Is that what it did? I heard it. I. Uh, I'm gonna turn it over so I can see the the single eye where the arrow hit, and then I'm gonna like go down to about midway. I assume it's just got a super weird elongated like chest and torso. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have much of like a neck mm-hmm. really either. Oh, like it just kind of grows into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go about halfway down and just lift up my boot and then just like crunch down on its gut to make sure that all of the breath got out of it. You probably just hear a cracking of like some kind of weird semblance of a rib. Yeah, you see like its blood is brownish gray that's leaking out of it. Why are you doing that, Captain? Just making sure that it's dead. And I'm going to pull out one of my tri-picks and I just smash it into its head. It's dead. And in that moment, Grieg's thinking back to, uh, there's like a cool flash of like Eyeless coming back from the dead and things like that. Yeah. It's really dead. And I like put one of my feet up on it and wrench the tri-pick back out. Ozir's gonna go back around. Is there like a back door to the hut or is it just the front door? It's just the front door. He's gonna try to open the door and just start like wading through the pottery, like breaking what he just He's looking for these fucking rupees. Give me these goddamn rupees. (laughs) Exactly. Years like a lifetime of playing video games has taught Ryan that there's money in pots and this is a house full of money no this entire hut is just filled with more of these like severed pots if i pick some up and look in them is it some of them you see blackness you can probably see the outside of the hut now i'll just tell you what these are now since since all the mystery is gone (laughs) (laughs) a seemingly plain smooth pot approximately 18 inches in height with a sheer cut down the at the bottom, yeah. So it's like it looks like it's cut in half, and of reddish gray complexion. The fingerprints of its hurried maker are present all around. As an adventurer looks through one end of the pot, they see whatever would be visible through its partner. Oh, cool! So it's nice. one pot cut in, cut. It's one pot cut in half. One can reach through, and their hand will come out the other side. So if an adventurer has time to aim, a projectile can be accelerated through the pot giving plus 1d4 damage, forceful, and increases the projectile's range by one rank. Huh. Can we find two, like the two that he just cut in half? Yeah. Uh, so Nulsk has had a, a previous positive relationship with a sword, so I'm going to go check this sword out. Thank you. You're, you're <laughs> welcome. I thought Ryan was going to do it. Usually he's, yeah, me he's too. the magic item grabber. I was like, hey, this sword's so cool. Um, <laughs> I'm, d- I'm defying brand. Right now. <laughs> okay, Nosk, as you pick this sword up, it is really fucking light. It's completely transparent. If you if you look really close at it and perhaps even touch it, it is by far the sharpest sword you've ever seen. As you Ow. kind of play with it as you play with it around the air it looks, it leaves behind this trail like somebody playing with sparklers at night. Oh fuck. Yeah, that's mesmerizing. Okay. And, uh, yeah, somebody would have to spout lore about it if they want to know anything else. I just ha- 
love the image of Nolsk like swinging around this big two-handed sword and just staring at yep. the like the sparkles just completely entranced. That is exactly what's happening. Greek, so that's Greek def- that's definitely happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I probably hear hear you audibly say ouch or whatever when you hurt yourself <laughs> with it. And then I watch you, you know, yeah, like a moth with a flame. Just wa- like mesmerized as you wave this thing back and forth. Nelsk! What do you got there? Ah. Uh, hey! Hey, what do you got there? I I think it here. And I'm gonna like cut one of the other pots. Ah, uh, it was a weapon it was using. It cuts pots. It cuts that pot really good, by the way. Mm. I'm gonna turn and like cut the body of the Cyclops. Oh, this is fun. It doesn't bleed. It cuts it in half, right in half. It doesn't bleed. Ooh. Uh, cuts that. Cuts that too. Let me see that thing for a minute. No. Oh. Uh. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna hand it over. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take it in. Take it in both my hands. Uh. Do the old. Do the old thing that everyone does with a weapon, where they. They. They make. They make sure it's balanced. You're like, oh, it's a balanced weapon here. I'm not investigating. No. But actually, I'm curious if I was told that they're of their protection at all. Yeah, you can you can definitely spout lore on this. For the record, it's really not balanced. The blade is ridiculously light. It's like if you were using a lightsaber. And 11. Jesus. All right, so this thing is called Cloud Cutter. It is a very thin, rapier-like blade of an old adventurer. You didn't think you were the first to come here, did you? <laughs> Whose blade has been sharpened and folded millions of times until it is practically transparent. The blade is so sharp it literally cuts space. If a living thing is severed, the original bond remains and the two halves stay connected. Though, boy, does it hurt. It has messy, precise, and piercing one. Huh. So that's, it, it is the thing that makes the pots like they are, For if that's not obvious. How do I know this? Yeah, how do you know this? I, I'm, yeah, the so glad you, I'm so glad you asked. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I wanted this, uh, this to be a thing. Uh, this adventurer... Give me a name that I made you made. You'd have to name it. S'more Balkan. Yes. The Adventure Mancer. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm actually, because you gave him such a sweet, I I think it's just Kieran. Kieran was like the last, the last great hero who would, who would triumph and bring back the, the history of their people. He went to this island. What, what do you guys think his, his mission was uh, malicious or like he saw it? Like some type of redemption. It was for the his, same. It was probably the same. The as same, yours. same as yours. Kill, kill these, kill these cyclopodes. Yeah, explicitly, he's doing. He did exactly he, the same thing as yeah, you. Yeah, I like that too. All right, then. Yeah, he he was sent to sent to try and kill these uh, cyclopses, cyclopodes. This this was a, a weapon that was forged in tandem by an ancient clan of dwarves and a a, a a great wizard. One of the one of the few one of the few weapons that has actually been created this way because I, I imagine wizards don't really care to get their hands sullied with with trinkets, as they would call them that much. Uh, but this was one of the few times that they that it actually did happen. If someone wants to do the bigger lore on like a, a wizard the wizard who is interested in that, I like that. But I don't know if we need that right now. I kinda like leaving that up in the air and if someone like attaches themselves to it. Yeah, that could we'll, be cool. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. But I like that a lot. That's really cool. We say how you heard about it, though. Uh oh oh, be- he is a folk hero. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Kieran is a is a folk here, a folk here, a folk tale. That would be the that would be one of the stories that they told before feasting. That of uh, the great warrior. No one knows what happened to him. He didn't accomplish his mission, but he was the best we've ever had. Yeah, he lost. He lost to the level one boss. You guys two shot. So. <laughs> well, I mean, he was just a simple, a, a, a simple country folk. Yeah, just we're a- we're cool. We have backstory. <laughs> He was a, he was we a, have more I like the idea of like inverting that where it's like the country boy who acquires a great weapon and goes off on an amazing adventure and it's like yeah but he didn't know how to fucking fight with a sword so he got his ass kicked like <laughs> yeah he had a really cool sword but it was the sword was cool he was a bozo and just got fucking wrecked exactly Nolsk I captain you want the sword eh sure lost promatha so, a sword is good. From uh, how it looks, I think it will be very good. Just be careful with it. I don't know how to store it. It seems very sharp. I'm I'm not exactly sure about the specifics of it, but I think Ozir is doing some sort of Thanksgiving ritual um, over the body of this Cyclops because his soul is like passing through the Black Gates to aid in redressing the balance with Pythia. I want to know what this looks like so I can interrupt it. I think Ozir has knelt down as his body is disintegrating or decaying into the ground. Halberd planted like butt down on the ground in front of him. He's down on both knees, just head bent. I guess just praying, like giving thanks to the kill. Are you saying anything while you're doing this? I don't think it's out loud necessarily. It's not chanting or anything. Grieg or Nolsk, are you are you doing anything in the meantime, either to fuck with Ozir, which is always an option, or poking around the area? I think I was still like like I had cut the body in half, and I'm probably just like absentmindedly like chopping at it because it's like not satisfying, but I want it to be. It's like going through the ritual, you know, of of my own uh, form. But then eventually, I think I'll look over uh, to Ozir. What are you doing? Get up. Are you hurt? I'm fine. I'm praying, Nolsk. What? Oh, that thing you do. Yes, that thing that I do. Shouldn't we be going? Important things to do. Right? Right, Captain? Nolsk, you and I both know that it's like trying to convince a mule when it comes to this. What? Are you almost What's finished that? with... A mule, like a, a dumb animal. Oh. Dumber, dumber than you. Are you about done, my friend? Uh, Ozir looks down at the, like, body that is pretty much gone now. I suppose there's nothing left to pray over. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Gets up, looks around. Where do we go now? While the, that whole scene was taking place... Grieg had his eye kind of trained on the st- approaching storm, I suppose. Are we seeing, like, uh, small clouds, and uh, it, even if it's at its just start uh, roaming the skies? Um, so, to answer your question, it I want to say that it's like we're getting to early evening, maybe, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll see a flash of light every once in a while, but there's no clouds in the sky. What do we see as we look beyond this hut and through these these trees, like... Are we uh, at a high vantage, or does it just look like, you know, 
forest. Oh, forgive me. So Lahara's fur was grabbing mud from this. You guys are sitting in kind of a bowl. Mm-hmm. So there's this. There are the. There's this like copse of trees surrounding you, and there's like a. If you were to venture out a little bit into the woods, there's kind of a ridge leading up. You'll if you want to get a higher vantage point, you absolutely can without really any problem. But where you're at right now is a little bit secluded. I think we need to get a little bit higher up, see exactly uh, what we can pinpoint, and make our progress from there. I think uh, Nulsk probably then is going to like scramble out of the bowl and then up a tree of some sort. Um, I do have a question before that. Where are you putting the sword? Uh, Nulsk wears like leather, like some sort of leather outfit, leather armor, if you will. Uh, that's like this, you know, strange, uh, sickly, weird color. Um, it's clearly not armor from this realm. But I think we had talked about having like straps because I normally just like like my tri picks, my my normal weapons don't have, you know, I can't sheath those or whatever. They just like kind of slide into slots or whatever. So I guess I try to hook it through there, but I suppose that that probably cuts off some of the straps. I was gonna say I wasn't gonna like try to take away your armor or anything, but if you try to slide it through like a hole, yeah, it's just gonna cut right through it. Yeah. Uh, does this thing have like a cross, like a cross beam on the hilt or anything? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah, I'll probably tie like that. That like whatever strap I just cut off is now like kind of more of like a leather thong, like a little strip of leather. So I'm just gonna tie that around the handle. I like that a lot. Um, is it like kind of hanging at your back then, or is it hanging at your side? Uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably hanging around my back because my tri picks would be at my on each like hip. Keep in mind, and I probably won't do anything with it unless you know fails or whatever. But there's like a like a light hissing that's just following Nolsk around as this blade <laughs> just just cuts through air. That's awesome. <laughs> are you are you climbing a tree? Or are you going to check stuff out? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, as soon as you know, as soon as the captain's like, "Hey, we need a better vantage point." Yep. So you get up and you can see from there. Yeah, why not? I don't see any real reason to keep you. I'm sure Nulsk can climb a tree. Okay, so from the top of this tree, Nulsk can kind of make out over the hills uh, a, a small hamlet nestled within the trees and overgrowth of the jungle. You can barely make out what appears to be a large tower sitting in the middle of an overgrown courtyard. It's it It looks like a like an Easter egg. So it, it's, it's yeah, Easter colors like mint and pink and uh, chartreuse. It literally looks like a dessert. The tower? Yes, this Great. big tower. It, it's, it's bulbous in the middle and, and slimmer at the top and the bottom. It literally looks like an egg. Nels can kind of strain himself to check it out, but that's about all you can see from here. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to like hop back down off this tree. Captain! Yes? Up ahead, follow me. And I scamper. And as you scamper forward, Grieg's going to take half a second and a little friend will crawl up on his shoulder. Follow him. He got into trouble last time. And Socks like skitters down my arm, jumps off and bounds quickly behind him. Adorable. Are you guys heading over toward... Yeah, I feel like yeah, we'll, we'll yep. more like lazily walk behind. So there's like a little town there. Yes. Okay. Uh, before you go, um, there are those cool pots that you guys could feasibly take. They're heavy. I think they're cool. <laughs> I want you guys to take my items. Do you Do you want to take half? Yeah. Cool. Grieg will take half, and Ozier will take half. Neat. 
as you reach the top of the hill, you have a bit, a bit of a better vantage point of this. The tower or what have you itself is kind of covered in a gauzy haze, but you realize that the town around it, the surrounding buildings, lack the vibrancy that the building has. There is a, not necessarily huge, but a, a guard wall surrounding the hamlet that Nils couldn't quite make out. Mostly all he could see was the tower. And uh, a, f- a small guard station and pointing toward you guys. That would be uh, the entr- main entrance into the town. That's what you guys can see from here. You obviously, you can you can scope some things out a little bit closer. Yeah, is this little guard station? You said is it is it like a station, like a little post in front, or is it like a tower? It is in front of the wall, if that makes sense. Right. Okay. So there is yep. a there is a there is a station, and then the wall, and then like the gate between them. Right. Right. Uh, is it manned? Is there somebody in there? Uh, why don't you, since you're asking questions, go ahead and roll discern realities, and I'll give you I'll give you information depending on that. Uh, that didn't sound good. Uh, thirteen. I knew it. I knew. It. I literally was gonna say, "Oh, it's a 13. <laughs> well, ask me. Ask me questions. What should I be on the lookout for? This is gonna be my first question. Uh, give me at least one more, and then I'll I'll okay. decide how I want to answer. Um, it. yeah. What should I be on the lookout for? What here is not what it appears to be, and maybe maybe what is about to happen. So as far as what here is not what it appears to be. Nelsk can see through the gates that there are a bunch of people walking around inside, but they seem to be walking sort of mechanically, kind of just moving rotely from one position to another. What do you need to be on the lookout for? There are similar people moving in a similar way, walking around the wall. And what is about to happen? Uh, I might go with what is useful or valuable to me then instead. There is what appears to be a large figure standing in front of the gatehouse. Yeah, and that's the useful or valuable thing? Interesting. Uh, all right, I'm not particularly thirsty, so I can probably resist the urge to straight-up murder things. Yeah, so the, the if the figure's not moving, and I feel like it's it's going to be useful and not necessarily a threat. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, like, sneak up then with socks toward that figure at the guard, in front of the guard, Station. Yeah, to fight in your plus decks. Let's see if anybody hears you. Uh, eight. Eight. As you're moving toward the guardhouse, you notice one of the guards on the wall stop. And you can hear that characteristic uh, drawing of a bowstring. You could probably dash and make it to the guardhouse, or you can get back and meet up with your, with your party. Uh, nope, I'm committed. So you make a dash for it, and you hear you hear like a bunch of arrows just thwip, 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 hitting the dirt behind you. And as you get closer and closer to this figure, it is particularly imposing, though you feel a strange warmness coming from it, as though it is evaluating you less than looking to hurt you. Is it, it looks humanoid? Um, no, it is much bigger than that. Oh, okay. As you get closer and closer to it, you realize that it is entirely made from swords. A large, spiky iron golem. Get in. Uh, I'm going to like look at, at socks, and I think we both shrug at each other. Ah! Uh, <laughs> and then I look back up at the, at the big figure, like, thanks, and then, and then walk in. 
and I'm probably gonna look look back uh, and wait for the party to to arrive. Chicken fucked yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got straight down to the nugget of the matter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a real mystery. Meat. <laughs> Never. I I have to give you these gifts for future Nathan. <laughs> Just delete. Just had to make sure he wasn't saying nothing. <laughs> delete. Delete. <laughs> Nathan died recently, apparently rolled his eyes all the way out of his head. <laughs> that would be a sight to see. <laughs> Sorry, I had a half a Gatorade. I'm on it. <laughs> that wasn't even a good one. My electrolytes are at max capacity. <laughs> I'm so electrolyzed. <laughs> <laughs> Electrolyte fam. <laughs> <laughs> and here I was trying to have a real campaign. Nathan Lyle Perry. <laughs> Not really. Uh, he, just, he just starts crossing off everything he's written. Like, nope. Fuck it. Nope. Greg, how did you die? <laughs> All it says is stones fall from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs>